I'm Anya. And I'm Scarlet. Come inside the flaming yoni. And experience the pussy as God. I don't even think we've said Merry Christmas yet. Have we not? It's Christmas Day. We're it's recording. It's Christmas Day, 2022. Wow. We didn't even, well, Merry Christmas, darling. Merry Christmas. You know, you, you may be right because yesterday I knew that in your family and in your family's tradition, the 24th is a much more celebratory day for you all. So I know that I was cognizant to tell you Merry Christmas yesterday. Yes, it was. It's beautiful. Yeah, we, we really celebrate Christmas Eve much more. It's the much bigger celebration, the cooking, the gift giving, uh, and it really was a lovely one this year. So yeah, Merry Christmas to our listeners. I think it's great that we are taking this time to be together, you and I, and also to send out a message to our listeners on Christmas, Mm -hmm. which can be such a stressful day. And we're taking this this hour to be with each other and to send out this message to the world. I think it's lovely. And neither of us are home. We're both traveling on the road especially you my goodness (laughs) yeah it was quite the perilous journey to get here my family lives in the midwest i live in colorado and we knew that there was a massive storm coming and i wasn't sure when i should leave as it turned out i may not have made the right choice (laughs) in terms of when i left but i i left when i left and it was a it was a pretty crazy drive. I think what normally is a 13-hour drive probably took about 17 driving hours. And so we were Mm. really slowed down. But we got here safely. We saw so much carnage on the road. We drove along I-80 and there was a really terrible amount of wreckage along the way. So luckily we got here without incident and it's been really nice to just have a few days to rest and recuperate from that drive. I know when I got to my family's house that that night, I think it was Thursday night that I finally got in, I needed wine (laughs) and sleep. (laughs) Those are the things that I needed. And I have proceeded to just really rest and lean into this time together with family, which has been really beautiful. And we hope all of you have had a restful holiday season. We also acknowledge and understand that the holidays can be a really complicated time for a lot of people. And so for those of you for whom that's the case, we're thinking of you sending lots of love and with you in spirit because, yeah, the holidays aren't always as easy for folks as we we want to think. And even for me this year, they've been a little complicated. So just lean into whatever the energy is that you need right now and enjoy your holidays. And this episode will actually come out between Hanukkah slash Christmas celebrations and the new year. So hopefully you all are also still in a bit of kind of a lull period between between the holidays and hopefully your work seasons aren't so crazy that maybe you can actually just enjoy this next week a bit. So yeah, we are, we're here. And before you left to celebrate the holidays with your family, you had an experience that I think our listeners would really love to hear about. And I can piggyback off of that with a a similar experience that I had a couple of months ago. So I think I'm going to hand the mic over to you. I love this. I was like, we'll talk about this at the end of the episode. We'll end this. No, we're start. We're starting it. Okay. We're All right. This is the this. this is this is the good stuff. 
Yeah, we let's let's get this fire burning. So yeah, well, it does definitely speak to, you know, what I'm really wanting to bring forth, what you and I are wanting to bring forth with this episode. Uh, we both definitely believe in the power of setting intentions. And we even have a little play on that um, when we talk about intentions that we're setting for our sexuality and our sexual experience. We have our slut tensions. And that's this this experience I had was one of my slut tensions that I set nearly a year ago. Mm-hmm. And that was... I wanted to move intentionally into experiencing more just a variety of experiences within kink that I hadn't had the opportunity to experience. And kink is, and we're going to talk a lot about kink on this show, be it BDSM, lots of different expressions, right? Because kink is such a powerful container where your whole self, your whole sexuality can be experienced. And I wanted to mindfully move into kink really as a a way of experiencing my feelings more deeply, exploring into my body in, in new and exciting ways. And, you know, a lot of times my explorations into kink have been like very spontaneous as well. So always leave room for that spontaneity. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. So the day before Christmas Eve, I decided to spend some time with some of my local lifestyle friends. And and uh, we went out to a uh, space where, you know, it's a sex positive space that I visit frequently where they also have lots of BDSM equipment and it's encouraged to engage in scenes there. And um, there is a gentleman in my local community who is very skilled at um, shibari rope bondage and suspension specifically is his specialty. So if you're listening and you're like, what in the hell is that? <laughs> I'll explain it to the best of my capacity. Shibari is a kind, a, a specialty style of bondage that was actually originated in Japan. And the the intricacy of the way that this bondage is tied allows you to actually suspend the, you know, your sub or rope bunny, whatever you want to call that person into midair in this really beautiful, intricate way. If you've ever seen it, it is like really interesting to behold. Um, And I have never been suspended and I developed a curiosity around it. Um, But I really wasn't sure if it was for me because it's, you know, I am, I am a tall, bigger woman. Okay. Like, being you know hoisted into the air is like I just wasn't something sure if that's something my body would tolerate um but I had seen this one particular gentleman um I'd seen his work literally for years and I knew that if there was anybody who I would trust to do it because it's a tremendous amount of trust to be tied and hoisted into the air and I trusted him to provide me this experience And we had a a negotiation beforehand. He asked me lots of questions. And then I, you know, I got tied over the next hour, hour and a half. Mm. And it was the most euphoric, Mm. powerful experience that I have ever had beyond like 
any mind-altering chemicals. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely insane the calm and safe space that I was in while, you know, being held in space by these ropes four feet, five feet in the air. I just simply couldn't believe how calm and serene I was feeling. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's spinning me around and I'm not even feeling that. All I'm feeling is, wow, I just feel so safe and at peace. Mm -hmm. And I am so grateful that I had that experience. It was truly, truly powerful. I'm still like unpacking it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I had no idea how much I needed that prior to going into this experience. And I'm so glad I was open to it. Yeah. And I know that you know exactly what I mean when I'm saying this, because you yourself had a very similar uh, situation not too long ago. Yeah, no, I did. I When you sent me the picture of you suspended, I felt in my body this release that yes. I have only felt one time in my life uh, because I had that similar experience and it was just the most beautiful picture. I was so happy for you that it could be captured that way. Similar to you, I probably a year, a year and a half ago, it might've even been a little longer, but I started recognizing that I was drawn to like imagery of Shibari of the ropes, of people being suspended. And I started following some accounts and I just, I knew that it was an experience that I wanted. And every time I saw it, I felt within my body like a a letdown in, in Mm. a good way, not Mm. in a, not in a negative way. And I suspected that it would be something that would be really, really healing and soothing to my nervous system So when you and I were heading into that event that we both attended in November in Texas, and you have some friends that you introduced me to who have played in the Shibari space for some time. And the beautiful thing about that experience, in my mind, I kind of always assumed that there's some terminology that's utilized in that space. I am not well-versed in it, but I know enough to know that the person who's doing the tying is called the rigger. They often will call the people who enjoy being tied the rope bunnies. And I, I knew that much. And I knew that you had a friend who liked to rig. And I knew that you had a friend who was a rope bunny. And mm. and they are both women. Incredible and women. Yeah. <laughs> they're amazing women. And you told me that they might be up for doing that while we were at that event. And so I spoke with your girlfriend about whether or not she would be willing to to tie me up. And she was absolutely a yes, but it was about trying to figure out where we were, when we were going to do it. And did we want to do it in the room or did we want to do it in an open area where other people could watch? And so ultimately, the last night of the event, had come. And I was kind of walking around a little aimlessly. I wasn't really kind of sure. I was kind of in between, like, I don't even know what I was doing, but I ran into her and she said, Hey, I think I'm going to go to my room right now and get my rope. Is now a good time for you? And I was like, 
Yes, yes, now is a great time. So another thing that I had never really experienced much before was also like uh, impact play. I'm not I'm not huge into impact play and I hadn't really done much with it. Lightly here and there, more often than not actually I've been the one enjoying learning how to <laughs> how to provide someone top. else. Yeah, exactly. Right. I've been more of the top in those situations. But you also have a friend who's incredibly skilled in impact play. And so while I was waiting for the women to come back down with the rope bag, your friend was walking around as well. And I said, hey, I just caught him and I said, I'm getting ready to get tied up by the ladies, but would you be willing to kind of warm me up and do a little bit of a flogging session with me? And he was like, yeah, let's do it. So we went to the room that's the playroom, you know, associated for like the BDSM stuff. And and he did a really skillful job of getting me ready for that. And I wasn't, I didn't really know what my body's response to that would be, but actually the flogging was almost like a precursor to what I would experience with the rope situation. And then the beautiful thing was when I got done being flogged, the the rigor was already tying up your other friend. And I got to watch that a little bit. And then they were ready for me to kind of come in and slot in. So it's one woman who's already been tied up and then they tied me to her a little bit or we she held me a little bit while I was getting tied. So beautiful. It was I, I got to watch all of it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And we weren't really necessarily planning on doing suspension, but then it just kind of happened. And it was so incredible, like you said. I mean, this whole kind of just softening and leaning into the experience. And you just kind of, what I experienced was that I disappeared a little bit. Like the the outer shell of what was happening, I wasn't really aware of what other people around me were doing. I was very much inward within myself, having probably a sub-experience that I just, it's not typically a space that I live in. Subspace isn't something that I've experienced much in my life. And it was such an amazing opportunity to just let go of any thoughts that I was having and just really lean into every sensation that I was feeling. And the suspension even heightened that. And as you said, when being let down and kind of coming down, I had no clue what to expect, but it really did hit me as though I had been sitting with some medicine of some sort, whether it's a substance, whether it's medicine, whatever. The way that it hit me when I got down, I definitely had this rush of adrenaline and then kind of this come down experience that was really, really interesting for me. And I, I just really thoroughly enjoyed all of it. And I can see so easily why people step into that aspect of kink because it provides your nervous system the opportunity to just truly let go and relax and just be. Mm. Yeah. I have some amazing kinky friends, you guys. (laughs) So, I mean, I, I love the fact that I am part of a vibrant community that offers me these opportunities. And I am so glad that I have come to where I I know what is a yes for me and I know Mm -hmm. when I'm willing to step into something new with trust Mm -hmm. and faith uh, in an informed decision that I'm going to have a brand new experience. And yeah, I, I truly, when I came down and was 
firmly on the floor, I just remember feeling as though I had transcended something, Mm. something I left something up there in those ropes and Mm -hmm. I'm still working through what it was that I was able to release. But all I knew is I was so grateful to be on the other side of that. And um, I'm so glad that we got to, to share these experiences because like I said, this was an intention fulfilled for for me and for you. It really was. I mean, and you had mentioned before we even hopped on today that we did set some intentions and slut tensions last year at the end of the year in a chat that we did on the Moan app. And so I'm pretty sure that something akin to this was mentioned in that too, because we both had some similar ideas of stepping into some spaces that were new to us and exploring some different edges that we hadn't had the opportunity or taken the time to do yet. And so it it was a wish fulfilled. It was an intention fulfilled that we set in 2022. And we equally have some, some new things that we'd like to bring forth for 2023. And as we were preparing to talk about these things today, you know, all of three minutes that we did before we hopped on, (laughs) we took the time to pull some cards. Um, We both have an abundant amount of cards in our life, but we have a a deck I brought with me on this trip, which is a tarot deck. And Miss Scarlett has an Oracle deck that she brought with her. And so we both decided to pull a card that was centered around the energy of the flaming Yoni and slut sisters and 2023 and what's, what's coming. And we could not have pulled more perfect cards. Do you want to kick us off? Oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. This, this is a card. It's absolutely beautiful. I'm still, I'm still entranced with its beauty. Uh, it's the cards called bring it into form. And it is an image of a woman walking and she's got one foot up in the air. as She's taking a step forward and it's got lots of fireflies and swirls and it looks like she's walking on water. Mm-hmm. Didn't pick that up at first. I did, and yeah. Uh, you can, yeah, you can see um, what a perfectly meaningful for Christmas Day, right? There's a mm-hmm. miracle happening. Mm-hmm. And you can see uh, the reflection of her feet. And so when I read the accompanying words, it really speaks to everything that we hope to bring into 2023 with the Flaming Yoni and Slut Sisters. It says, beautiful dreamer, you can imagine wonderful worlds of light. And that's just wonderful worlds of light, flaming, yoni, lighting up your world. Like, yes, this has been so much on my mind as I'm considering, you know, who do I want to reach and and how do I want to light a fire in every woman who listens to this, every person who listens to this. And it goes on to say, you can dream up so many possibilities. Now it is time to bring those possibilities of light into the world. I just... (laughs) It's just so incredibly affirming. (laughs) And I'm just like sitting here in amazement. But this this card is really about moving, about making the immaterial into material. And uh, that I mean, this is just I I don't even think we've announced on the show yet that our website, theflamingyoni.com is live and went live live with very little fanfare but is available right now and we have had in these past few weeks 
more and more and more coming into form into the material and Mm -hmm. this is just confirmation that this is the path we are on yeah absolutely when you pulled that card I couldn't believe it because certainly we've launched the flaming yoni that happened in November but there is so much yet to come we have kind of soft launched slut sisters in different ways but really like in terms of the community itself and getting women into the community that you've built for us on discord and getting all of that offering out there it is still waiting to be you know step set forth in the world and so there's just so much excitement about that and it is time i think it's been really interesting is over the course of 2022, we wanted it always to be time and for it to feel ready. But there were a number of times where we just felt like we were held back and it just, there, there just was like a few things where it's like, it's not quite time yet. It's not quite time yet. And it's, it's time, it's time. 2023 is the year that both will be more fully brought into form. And we both also have other areas that we are looking to bring into form that will complement TFY and Slut Sisters. And so I just think that card is such perfection. And I love how you stated making the immaterial material, bringing it truly to fruition in a way that others get the opportunity to be a part of. And it starts expanding the collective and the community around all of it. It's amazing. Mm. Yes. So tell me about your card. What did you So I have this deck that I absolutely love. It's called the Field Tarot and it's got all of this beautiful, soft kind of watercolor imagery and it's gorgeous. And I was working with some of my own intentions a little bit this morning as I knew we were going to be recording this. And one of the things that has come up a lot for me personally but also ties very much into the show and into Slut Sisters, is the concept of abundance, the concept of always being held in sufficiency by the universe, by the divine, and knowing that when we are taking aligned action, we will be held in abundance and in sufficiency. And the card that I pulled was the Ace of Discs. And in this particular deck, the word associated with this card is wealth. And when you look at this card, there are different layers of, in tarot, there's four suits, there are discs, there are wands, there are cups, and then there are swords. And discs are often also called pentacles. And so when you see the discs, it's like coins, right? And so there are different layers of, of pentacles on this card. And what I really love about that is how layered everything is that we're doing you know there's there's a layer for you there's a layer for me there's a layer for sisterhood and community on here and there are so many different spokes to the stars and i just really love it and the associated words in the the small little book that goes with it is the potential for new opportunities associated with the material world is high whether it be finances career or physical health expect a generous blessing Alternatively, this wealth can appear in a holistic sense, showering you with a sense of well-being. And what I can also expand on that just from a personal sense for me is that the year of 2022 for me was really a year of becoming. And in a lot of ways, I needed to unravel to become. (laughs) And I'm still in that process. We always are like layers on an onion, there's always going to be more to be peeled back. We all have so many things that we're working on, but 
I released so much in 2022 and I also stepped more fully into who I am. There were a lot of conversations, a lot of hard conversations that I know that I had to have in 2022 and you did as well around who we are, who we are becoming and having some of those conversations with groups of people who aren't really ready to to see me shift and change in the ways that they've always expected me to show up in the world. Mm. And a lot of that too is, is leaving behind elements of work that I've done, identities that I've had associated with, with those career choices in the past and stepping into something different and new. So I just really love that there's a really natural process here in 2023 of stepping more deeply into that. And this, what you said, making the material immaterial material, that's the same with discs and pentacles. It is about the material world. It right. is it is about getting more abundance of all of that. So these two cards tie together so beautifully because we're making the immaterial material and there's an abundance of it. And so mm. who knows where that will lead with us. But what we hope it looks like is an abundance of sisters, an abundance yes. of community, an abundance of love, an abundance of all of these things that are coming into our life. And of course, being held in ways that financially we're going to be okay as well. You sure. know, neither one of us are looking to, you know, get rich off of anything here. We're just looking to bring our service forward and our community forward in a way that makes sense for others and for the world. And to know that there's support for that feels really nourishing. Yeah. As I'm listening to you, I'm just thinking like how I think we often don't realize just how well resourced we are. Both mm with internal resource and external resource. And I, when, as I was listening to you, that's just what, what I kept returning to. Like we are well-resourced, we have everything we need and what is coming is even greater. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's the, the expectancy and the hope. Right. I, I wonder, you know, for a long time, I struggled with understanding like, what intention do I set? Like, mm. what? how do I know what my intention should be? And how do I go about like setting that out for myself? Like, what should that look like? Uh, and I would love to ask you before I kind of talk about my uh, intention for 2023, how have you, how have you done that? How have you found mm. the intentions that are going to serve you? You know, that's really a good question. For me, it's it's a process that kind of starts to unfold for me over the course of the month of December. I don't get overly tied up in the lunar calendar that we, well, actually love the lunar calendar, but this, this Roman Gregorian calendar that we live by, um, you know, these 12 months. I don't, I don't often feel the new year energy for myself until like around the February timeframe. But I do find that as I start to think about the previous 12 months, where I've been informs where I'm going. And so I do a lot of sitting in meditation and just in quiet, thinking about where I've been and what are those natural next steps. And it's really funny. I knew that 2022 was going to be a year of me reconciling more of who I was and bringing those who continue to want to journey with me in this life, chosen family, 
biological family, friends, you know, whatever, whoever was going to be coming with me into this next phase, I knew there needed to be a lot of conversation and I knew I'd be stepping more deeply into these aspects of myself and integrating them more fully. And I think that 2023 for me is really about setting the foundation then of what all this work is that I want to do moving forward because I had to not close out because I'm never going to stop becoming and shifting and changing, but I knew I needed to fully transition into who I am and who I'm being called to be in order to more fully step into this work that I'm doing. So for me, 2023 is all about the work. And I knew that the work for myself, I have my own personal work that I know I want to be doing because to step into the work that we're going to be doing with women and with sisters, I have to root through and find any sister wound that's still living within me. And as the universe does, it's given me lots of opportunities over the last couple of months to really see where those wounds still exist. So for me, I, I've known now for a little while that this theme is coming forward of challenging me to look at my relationships with women and where do they still need to grow? What do I still need to release? I also know that there are aspects of myself that in order for me to step more fully into the work that I'm going to be doing and the work that I already am in many ways doing, I also need to understand what my own belief is around my own self-worth. And so understanding what that looks like and, and being really solid in who I am and in my heart space and in this body, being really solid in all of that so that I can show up authentically for others in the work that I'm doing. So I think for me, it's been a really natural process of seeing where I've come over the last 10 to 12 months and knowing, okay, if I'm moving into these spaces, what are those areas that are still catching for me sometimes? And so, yeah, like I mentioned, the sister wound is one that I know that I'm working with. I'm still doing a lot of shadow work around some of that. And I was listening to a song when I was meditating this morning, and there's a band that I love called Yama, Yama. Y-A-I-M-A, and they have a song that has the most beautiful lyrics, but one of them is, free from all the stories I've been told, I walk through the valley of my own shadows. And I feel as though this is this song has been a big one for me in 2022, but I also think it's going to continue to be one for me in 2023 because I have to explore all the shadows that I'm aware of right now, right? And and we all have other layers of shadow that are waiting for us to root through and work through in our lives at different points. And I know I'll have more, but that's that's where I'm spending a lot of time right now. And I know 2023 is going to be even more of that so that I can bring this work that I'm doing more fully to life. Mm, I just want to, oh, I just want to sit in that. That is those are some beautiful intentions and I can, I just want to feel that willingness that you have to dive into shadow. It is so hard. It's hard for me. I resist it at times. I I don't want to acknowledge my shadow is there and it's as present as it is at times. And you are just incredibly brave and this is what is required of us and I am doing much of the same work, <laughs> as you know. Yeah, exactly. You know, that. you know that full well, because I do a lot of it with you. Um, yep. 
Oh, I'm really glad you, you um, talked about your process of finding these intentions because I too have a process. My, my birthday is in October. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, there's this liminal space between my birthday and mm-hmm. this kind of three month period b- between then and the new year. And this is where I find a lot of my intentions are revealed to me. And I say revealed to me because the past few years, I really feel like my intention has chosen me and I have not mm. chosen my intention. Mm. I've just been open and, and listening and seeking. Uh, and that was exactly how it happened for me this year. Um, my <laughs> This doesn't sound like a really elevated spiritual uh, intention, but my intention last year was to stop taking unnecessary bullshit. That was my intention, for real. Love it. That was what I meditated on. That was what you know I sought the strength to do. And I met that intention and that intention met me. Uh, see episode two of this show. But <laughs> be, beyond that, um, so I was, I was interested and really open to just receiving messages that would reveal to me what my intention, you know, to, that would really serve my best and highest into 2023 would be. And it's interesting, like you were listening to a song I had this phrase, my intentions often come to me as phrases, and I had this phrase, I said it at some point, and I was like, ooh, that's really important. I should take note of that. And then I also heard it said, maybe in some music, and um, I heard myself say it a few more times, and then it came up, and this is when I knew. I was watching um, the latest season of The Handmaid's Tale, Mm. which, if you haven't seen, Really, I still really haven't seen the latest show. season. Okay, well, I won't spoil anything. Um, <laughs> but there I it's such an important show right now and it was really cathartic for me to watch it. But I think that um as wonderful and as hard as 2022 was, I think I will probably always look back at it as the year that Roe was overturned and everything that came with that, right? Yeah. And so watching the show which is all about you know female bodily autonomy and uh you know what the world looks like when that is gone completely right Uh, watching that was really healing for me and so mm -hmm. there's a scene in the show where the main character the protagonist uh is talking to her husband and her husband is expressing this desire i want to be there for you i want to show up for you i want to protect you and this show, if you haven't seen Handmaid's Tale, the cinematography is like incredible. Like they let you get right up in the face of the actors and it looks like they are staring you down. You, the watcher. And there, it's one of these shots where um, that is happening. And she looks up and she says, I knew what she was going to say before she said it. She said, I don't need your protection. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's it. That is my intention for 2023. And that phrase, I don't need your protection. You may hear that and and think that what I'm what I'm considering here is protection from outside forces, but that's actually not really the core of this intention for me. Um, I have been engaged in in a kind of therapy called IFS therapy, which you may have heard <laughs> about. If you listen to Sexual Alchemy, because you had an IFS coach on the did. show, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, Valentine Soma. An, yes, Valentine Soma. That's an amazing episode. Go back and listen to it. Um, I became enraptured with IFS therapy, and I still am, 
Uh, and one of the things, and, and just to give a, a brief, um, a brief understanding and overview of it, it is a therapeutic modality that allows you to understand and get connected to your highest self right away. It's not like other kinds of therapies where you have to be in therapy for three years before you begin to understand your highest self. No, no. This allows you to connect in with, with your highest self right away and also connect in with the parts of yourself that develop out of trauma, that develop out of wounding, that develop, um, you know, when we're not seen or heard or acknowledged and these parts will block our highest self from manifesting and really informing our decisions and informing who we are and how we show up. And I have learned that there are parts within me that in seeking to protect me from harm, they actually cause more harm because they don't allow me to act in my highest. And mm. like that concept has been huge for me in a mm. lot of the work I've been doing this year. I hope that that makes sense. I mean, when I 100%. first heard this, I was like, yes, I'm with that. Like I identify with that strongly. And so that's, that's the biggest thing is, is I don't need protection within myself, but then there's also the outside world, right? Mm. Um, and some of the spaces that I walk in, as we talked about in episode three of the show, right? Um, the world is not always safe for women. The world is not mm. always, especially not safe for sexually empowered women. And I have a desire to walk into spaces where I want to find other sexually empowered women. I want to, you know, be in a space like we talked about in the beginning of this episode, where I'm willing to let someone I don't know very well tied me up and hoist mm -hmm. me five feet into the air. And that takes a, an amount of courage. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's not it. When I think about the material world of, I don't need your protection. Who I'm saying that to is anybody who feels that they need to protect me. Mm -hmm. I don't need that. I can protect myself. <laughs> I am the only person that I can ever rely upon to protect me. Period. Now, there are times when I may want protection and I may send out an invitation to uh, receive protection. And at that time, it is a beautiful feeling to be held and to receive that. Um, but I don't need it. That's that's the real key for me for me for that there. This is just my understanding of this for now. I'm sure it's going to grow and evolve throughout the year. Um, yeah. But the, the characteristic for me is really that self-sufficiency and self-determination um, that I want to embody in 2023 and beyond. So I love that so much. Yeah. And so as often happens, so much of what you're saying is deeply resonant with me too, because when I think about, I often think about like words of the year yeah. when I'm thinking about intentions too. One of the things I didn't talk about, but I know is hugely informing all of my intention for 2023 are the four pillars of what I believe are my soul's incarnation in this go around, right? This life that I'm living mm -hmm. here right now in this body. I was in a mentorship with somebody last fall that 
this past fall that was really deeply meaningful for me and for anybody that follows me on Twitter or on Instagram, you would have seen more recently. I got a new tattoo piece on my forearm. So beautiful. (laughs) I love it. Go, go take a look at it. Your artist did an amazing job. And so there are four words that are represented in this tattoo because one for each of the pillars and there is a tie in with what everything you were just talking about. So I've already spoken about, you know, my, my purpose, my, my purpose and my, service in the world in terms of working with women and all the work I need to do around that within my shadows for that. That's one of the words that's represented. So that's service or purpose. One of the words is surrender. So for me, it's been very deeply difficult to truly surrender to all of these shifts and changes in my life and to allow them to happen rather than like white knuckling it and wanting to like push and force and grind everything into the form I want it to be in. So surrender is something that I try to do more deeply every day in many, many different ways. Abundance is something that I've already spoken about. Abundance and being held in sufficiency by the world, by the universe, by whatever I'm going to need to be taken care of in this world. But the final piece of that for me is the phrase I've been using is sacred union with myself, my yin, my yang, my masculine, my feminine, my light, my dark. And there has been a pretty big wound for me around wanting protection, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've been called into the most recently is understanding that I need to do that for myself as well, right? So just as though that's one of the big things you're doing, and I'm still looking to integrate and go more deeply with that as well, is making sure that my own inner masculine is there to meet my needs and to meet my protection and to stand in truth with me and support me and to be there as a as a safety piece for myself instead of outsourcing that to other people. And the way you were talking about that so beautifully just really resonated deeply. And that is another space that I know 2023, I will continue to be working on integrating my own inner masculine and feminine to be able to be in flow with one another in relationship in this dance as I move through this world as a more hopefully fully integrated person. And I love I love that that's for you too. It's so gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's like, it's so interesting. And, and I, you know, it's like how, how we arrive at these, at these knowings. And as I'm sitting here, I'm like, now my very human mind is like, well, how is this going to show up? And what is that going to look like? And there's this tendency right? for is me. It, to as soon like, as we say it, we know it's going to show up soon. somehow. I know it's going to show up somehow. Um, but the, the, I couldn't conceive of it right now. You know, I, I am firmly planted in this moment. And all I know is that I'm setting this forth because I know it will serve me and I know it will serve my mission, our mission. Um, and I hope if you're listening to this, it's in service to you too. Uh, I think that we should probably go ahead and do a moan chat again because we haven't even really got into our slut tensions so to speak and we don't have a lot of time because we've got to get back to our families totally. uh but what do you think babe should we should we do that here in the i love it no absolutely yeah, let's do it i love moan chats anyway they're so so awesome so we'll we'll get something out there in the next couple of weeks where we can bring some of you in on that conversation as well if you are not already on the moan app the platform for it. It's M-O-N, the Moan app. It's great. It is such a 
wonderful safe space to have conversations around sexuality, around anything you are working through in your own world, in your own life, but also just such a wide variety of people that you're going to find in there. And it's just a fascinating, awesome place. So you know, we aren't, we're not in any sort of relationship with Moan other than to say we love it and we utilize it and we would love to see more and more and more of you on there as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm there. I'm for it. Yeah. And please, if you haven't already, we are so incredibly proud of the flamingyoni.com. Yes. It's such a beautiful site. website. It's a beautiful space. And this will become the hub of our writings, of our offerings. Uh, some of my blog posts from my previous blog are available there. Uh, you can connect in on all the Sexual Alchemy podcasts, all of our podcasts to date. And this will be the hub of the Slut Sisters community. This will be the access point. So yep. please familiarize yourself with the site. Give it a, a visit. And we would so appreciate you. And we really, really hope that your holidays have been warm life-giving absolutely you you, that you have gotten all that you need from this period of rest in these cold cold (laughs) weather maybe not it's just been lovely here in texas let's be real i mean you're in a whole nother environment there but it's like a crisp of 30 degrees here and i'm putting on a sweater and walking around and it's been great you on the other hand probably can't go outside to save your life Nope, but I think I'll be able to tomorrow tomorrow or Tuesday. So yeah, yeah. No, we absolutely hope you're feeling nourished, feeling rested. And if it's if it's been an easy season for you, we're so grateful for that for you. If it's yes. been a tougher season, know you're not alone. And we are just so excited to move into 2023 with you, with all of the abundance, with all of the wealth, with all of the things that we're bringing mm. into form. And cannot wait to be along for this ride with all of you, the most amazing community we could have ever asked for. Yes. All right. Let's bring this Yoni into 2023, baby. Yes. Uh, Take care, everybody. We love you so much. Thanks for spending some time in the Yoni-verse with us. We adore our listeners and we'd love to connect more deeply with you. Our website, theflamingyoni.com, is coming very soon, and you can find our socials in the show notes. Before you leave the universe, be sure to give us a five-star rating, and don't forget the review. Your feedback means the world to us. We can't wait to light your world on fire next week. And in the meantime, stay sacred. And stay salacious. Stay salacious.